Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's Meta Era Nerds Weekly Recap. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Rico, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the Monday Survivor, the TikTok Mora, the Lilith Lover. What's up, Marcus? <laughs> the Monday Survivor, dude. <laughs> okay, bullshit on the TikTok Mora. I'm always, I'm always making sure that my heals are at least twice that of my damage. I'll, I'll get a little crazy in DPS sometimes on that, but I take offense to that bullshit, okay? <laughs> All right. Yeah. My goal was to get you fired up and liven it up a little bit, and I think yeah. I did that. So we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because right, right, we're, we're recording a little late. It's Monday night. It's Monday, no joke, 11 o'clock, and we always, always at least got to get one for the week. Like I, I think, I think since we've started a year and a half ago, we've never failed to put out at least one a week and stuff. And this week was no different. I know yesterday we got caught up. It was Cornelio's daughter's birthday again. Happy birthday, Elise. I think she was turning two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, wild two. And so I was at there. I think you were busy. I think did Evander come into town or something like that, or no, you playing with him all weekend or? Yeah, I had something going on with my dad this weekend, so I wasn't able to make it. But yeah. I mean, the terrible twos for Elise. Yeah. So again, happy birthday, Elise. Wish you nothing but the best. And shout out to Cornelio over there. Again, he, 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 him and Liana really went all out. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of family. Uh, they had like bouncy, bouncy, little small ones, not big ones, right? But the bouncy houses, uh, table, good food, you know, good people. So we, we had a good time all around. We weren't, we weren't there for too long, but obviously, you know, um, we had a good time. But aside from that, it is Monday. It's Monday evening. And, just trying to get through Monday because I always so Monday and Tuesday are just rough. Wednesday, at least you're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel for the weekend. Thursday, it's just that's the only thing standing between you and Friday. And yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, we did get a lot of news today. I know Rico and I had been kind of hyped up for the Overwatch stuff that kind of dropped a little earlier. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. And it was just a teaser, but nothingless, I was super hyped because I said, Man, what in the hell? But we'll get into more of that later. But how you doing? How was your your weekend? How's everything? You know, how's it going? Good, good. I mean, can't complain. Just uh, been around, been putting a little bit more time into Pokemon. Uh, started to try to watch this older show called um, West Wing. Uh, it, it's like a one. It's like a political show where like you follow the president and his team and what's going on there. It's like an older, uh, I would say maybe version of House of Cards. Uh, okay. that has, uh, I think it's Martin Sheen is the president in that one. Okay. So I've only seen him one time and I'm, I'm on episode two. So th that's been, that's been okay. I haven't gone too deep into it, but that's been all right. Uh, been playing a little bit of Overwatch here and there. Been, uh, getting the, the Ghanas to like stream Overwatch. Uh, I'll get into part of the reason, uh, when we get into the gaming section, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good weekend, kind of quiet, uh, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You get to kind of play what you want, watch what you want, do what you want. So th those those little quiet weekends are always welcome. Oh, for sure. You know, just to sit back and game. I, I've actually been getting a lot of, I mean, like a lot of Zelda done. I've been playing for at least a few hours every day. And it's actually making, making some amazing progress as far as trying to 100 complete it. And again, it, it was just a time where I just kind of stopped playing. But nonetheless, it's, I'm doing a lot. I'm really enjoying it. Uh. I'll give my honest review and opinion whenever I go and finish that up. But uh, yeah, it's having a good time nonetheless. Still watching One Piece. I think I finally, finally today hit episode 600. So I was real excited about that. Every time I get to like, you know, uh, like 100, I guess, point, 
every hundred or so I get hyped up because I'm like, damn, damn, I'm officially, and it's been a while already, right? But I'm officially over the halfway mark. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I think that I think there's 1180 some episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to Google it right now, but I'm pretty sure it's something close to that. And to officially say I am over, I am halfway, baby. <laughs> I started in January. I'm hoping to ramp up a little bit more One Piece because I started getting to these sections where the the I know the, this is where the pacing. A lot of people say that the pacing starts getting a little rough because the manga obviously kind of goes faster. This one they kind of like drag out some fights and they drag out some of the the story parts and stuff like that. So I was able like yesterday I was playing Zelda and I was watching an episode of One Piece and I was playing Zelda like no joke on on mute because I was just you know traveling and exploring and i was killing two birds one stone and it was really easy i was paying attention to one piece more so than anything and yeah man a lot of fun so officially over a halfway point super excited halfway halfway there hopefully i should finish no joke by maybe may if i keep going if i if i went the same pace as last year may's may would be probably the point where i catch up okay so slowly but surely slowly but surely sounds good i mean you're getting there right yeah, for sure. A lot of fun. Highly recommended. All right, so I guess we can jump straight into some of the anime things from this week. Not too much uh, that I saw, but there was a couple things that were pretty interesting. Uh, the first two were trailers that we got. Uh, the first one was for Lara Croft uh, series, Tomb Raider, The Legend of Lara Croft, coming to Netflix in 2024. Uh, you know, from... You know, our childhood to now, Lara Croft has always kind of been a staple of like, you know, uh, puzzle games with a little bit of action. There's been, I don't know how many different versions of Lara Croft we've seen from like the Polygon one to like now, some of the more recent ones. Uh, The latest, I know there was some Tomb Raiders here and in between, but actually the latest Tomb Raider with, uh, I forget the name of the actress, but uh, the latest iteration of the Tomb Raider movie uh i actually really really enjoyed one of the better video game movies i think we've had in a long time you know the they, those don't always hit quite uh alicia vikander is her name uh those don't always hit the best so i i really enjoyed that one uh if you like video game movies you know and you've never seen that one go check that one out the alicia vikander uh tomb raider movie uh the other one we got is a devil may cry anime this one was just a teaser no uh date yet uh, but it says it, it's going to be developed by Studio Mir, and it is also going to be coming to Netflix. Uh, so two huge video game franchises, uh, you know, getting their anime coming to Netflix. So mm-hmm. with uh, with the different things that we've gotten, you know, the uh, Arcane, the Edge Runners, you know, now these, you know, hopefully we are going to be getting games and stuff like this. More people introduced to these worlds. More interest in these games. I know, like I said, they're both amazing series. Uh, so I'm excited to see those two and what Netflix's version of these is going to be. Yeah, and, and it's cool that they're actually going into video game properties that we've always thought that they would work. I, well, at least Devil May Cry in this case would work as an anime. Uh, Capcom, you know, Japanese studio and so forth. And Tomb Raider, I think it was a Tomb Raider Square. Is it Square? I, mean, I don't think so, actually. I forgot. But Tomb Raider has always had that Western, you know, I'm pretty sure, was it, is it Japanese Tomb Raider Japanese? I'm kind of drawing blanks here. Um, it's always had that Western appeal here in the U.S. And 
for something like that, it is Square. You see, Square Enix Montreal. That was in 2016. I did it, this. I did Google uh, Square Enix 2010, 2019, Microsoft Studios, and well, it's gone. No, it's gone. It's just about everywhere. But nonetheless, it's always had that Western market more so. And I remember when it came out for PlayStation. Strangely enough, you know, people were always kind of oh, Lara Croft, and she was this, I guess, sex icon for video games in the 90s on a PlayStation. Can you imagine that, right? People no. were always making fun of her bus size and all these things, and just the way she looked. But people were attracted to her. Like this is this. Remember, keep in mind, in 96 and 64 PlayStation things were just you know barely getting into that 3d form so the fact that we had laura croft and this is the closest to the thing that you gotta you know to a babe in a video game people were just you know an og waifu yeah og waifu you know gravitating towards her and obviously you know every every iteration of laura croft has just been just more real and better and just more you know again appealing to people and stuff like that so nonetheless it's it's i think it's going to be awesome i think it's gonna be good to see what these two more video game franchises bring to the animeverse and so Hopefully, again, there's more success. You get some that you wouldn't normally see, you know? So I, I would like, and, and Lara Croft is an interesting one because I didn't think we'd get one of those type of like anime adaptations from, from a game again. And it is, it, not that it's anything, you know, for Japanese or how the, the sales were there, but it was huge here for the Western appeal. So, but yeah, that's, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I think I think like you mentioned, both lend themselves to like really great and out there storytelling, uh, and both games that I know we both enjoyed at some time or another. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it like you say, it's gonna be cool to see their version. Uh, the other the other big uh, news that we kind of got that caught both of our attention, which actually we both shared in the Discord, and then I realized later, like, oh, Marcus already shared this, was actually coming out of uh, Mappa and Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Word around is that MAPPA had the Jujutsu Kaisen staff sign a confidentiality contract so they don't express complaints about the production of this, like, going around this show. Uh, I mean, again, like we've talked about in the past, a lot of these people are being overworked, not treated fairly, not compensated, you know, right. You know, with just the anime explosion that we that keeps coming and you know it seems like the next big show just explodes more and then another show and uh i don't know with it just hitting the mainstream and everything just busting right open it just seems like we're getting anime after anime after anime banger after banger after banger and some of these uh you know uh some of these groups are just being overworked or what go ahead no 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 go ahead go ahead I mean, who's who's obviously this is I don't want to say damning. I think damning is too much of a powerful word here. But did you have them sound like this? And I think it was actually in one of the recent episodes, Jutsu Kaisen, where the animation seemed a little off. And I saw clips and stuff like that. And it was where he's finding that cockroach thing where people were kind of like, what's this? What's this? Like, like people like people are really getting into this and stuff like that. And one of the things that it's, it's no fault of the Jutsu Kaisen or their staff or anything like that. But we've always said and right from the get go, right, that the amount of big time works that MAPPA has just, you know, got and worked on. We've always said like, we, you know, we, we hope it doesn't affect them. We hope they can produce, you know, the way they usually done at, at, to, the, to the way they have. Because keep in mind, these people are doing Hell's Paradise, Villain Saga, Chainsaw Man, Attack on Titan, uh, and Jujutsu Kaisen. Like those are five of the premier right now, big top anime. So 
are they spreading everybody thin or how are they focusing on this stuff and mind you attack on titans right around the corner and they're already advertising for attack on titan like nobody's business so it kind of makes you wonder right what actually is like what are, what are the higher ups at mappa thinking and you know is is what we've kind of said going forward is it coming to life are they finally just taking on more than they can chew like you know what's going on in here and now the fact that they're having their their staff sign confidentiality contracts so they can't complain like what what does that say what you know what i mean like what's the message that they're sending there you know so yeah. it, it, it's strange it's strange nonetheless and i saw and i said whoa like what the hell and keep, keep in mind like jujitsu kai has been on the radar for just amazing you know things going on in in, in the in the manga world right now and so for something like this i know the season has just popped off and there's more episodes to come and it's still popping off but for them to kind of sign these things i don't know if this was a play based off the recent episode where people were kind of just expressing their disappointment with some of the animation and again it was just one particular scene maybe it might have been more i haven't seen the season yet it's on my it's on my to-do list but i'm curious if this is a effect of that or this if this is just something deeper that's going into you know mop in general and their company so it's something to keep a close eye on right something to watch there consider especially considering that they're the ones who take on a lot of the big big ones right now yeah which you know to be fair like they've been they've given us some really great quality and stuff but like you said the big thing is are they spreading themselves too thin and who is gonna have to take the brunt of that uh the fallout you know from all that so uh you know like you said we're gonna keep our eyes on this see what comes out of this and uh you know a lot of people have been talking about this on twitter and stuff like that so let's see where this goes let's see where it leads Mm -hmm. uh anything else for anime you want to share out there yeah Uh, well it's it's basically one more thing uh it's october 2nd as of today it will be october 3rd at midnight if i'm not mistaken the summer season is officially coming to a close in 2023 if i'm not mistaken i believe a lot of the a lot of the fall anime 2023 is already coming up next saturday next sunday i know october 7th is the one that's coming in mind if i'm not mistaken i think undead unluck is going to premiere on october 7th so again nice yeah people are gearing up get ready for the fall season fall season here there's a lot of sequels if if you were a fan of the seven deadly sins well here comes the fortnite apocalypse rising a shield hero we're also getting the eminence of shadow and there was a one other one that i wanted to kind of mention which uh, goblin slayer of course and dr stone so there is a lot of sequel stuff coming up there's a couple of original ones or at least you know, first season type that are coming up. Uh, Paradox Live, Pluto. Netflix is Pluto. Keep an eye on that one. That one's going to be a good one. Uh, and there was one more. This is the one that we talked about a while back, which is the God.app, Kami Arabi. Uh, so we'll see what comes up. There's a lot There, there's a lot that can, looks like they can be hits. We're hoping for great hits. We're hoping, hoping for some great stuff. There's a lot that I want to watch. But again, I'm going to not <laughs> I just keep doing what I'm doing, but I'm really excited to really get back to this list. It's a, it's a list that's a year in the making, Rico, of stuff that I'm gonna just enjoy and watch and binge watch after I'm done catching up in May. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the fall, through the winter, and then through the spring. So it's gonna be exciting. But nonetheless, gear up for fall 2023 anime season. It's gonna come. It's gonna come quick. It's it's gonna be a lot of good ones, especially if you're a fan of sequels. Okay, sounds good. 
Exciting. More more good stuff coming up. I know oh, yeah. that on Dead Unlock one. I've been I've been really excited for it. So <laughs> yeah. I think you really like it. I, I well, for sure. So I'm pumped, bro. You got me pumped now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopping over to uh you know TV and film and stuff like that. Not too much stuff. Uh one of the big things from this week was uh the announcement that they're gonna be rebooting the office. There's going to be a reboot of The Office in development is, you know, the word with the original showrunner, Greg Daniels, returning. Uh, so this is kind of I have never personally watched The Office, so I don't have like a viewer's perspective on this. But I know it's one of those shows that I hear it all the time. Like, it's not for everybody. You either love it and you're in like at the very beginning or it's not for you. It's a different type of humor from what uh, from what I hear from all the viewers and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, something this, even though it's not a show for me, I know that this show is like iconic. It's yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a big, it's a big show for a lot of people. You know, you have this, you have Seinfeld, you have Friends, Friends. you have a 70s show, you know, like there's, there's those shows that like, you do are not just, want to. <laughs> that are, that are huge. Yeah. So what at first when i read about this i said wow they're really going there they're going to touch one of those like iconic shows but then hearing that it is going to be the original showrunner i thought wow so does he have some does he feel like there really is something that he could add to this is there something he wants to do differently is this is he going to make it more modern like i i i'm curious as to where it goes i'm more curious about this reboot than i am about the actual show the the OG show, uh, and again, this is the perspective of someone that has that is not an office person. So, it, it, I'm curious why the same guy is saying, "Let me do it over." Uh, so yeah, I mean, how do you feel about this? I mean, it sounds like you kind of feel this, felt the same way initially too, dude. I haven't I haven't seen The Office, but if you're gonna sit there and tell me that you don't know certain scenes from this damn show that are just iconic and i'm talking about the one dwight we know i, I know dwight and uh yeah. michael is, is is steve carroll um and but dwight where he's putting where he's he cuts off the face of that mannequin whatever the hell and he puts it on his face and he looks real creepy and he starts saying some dumb shit like it was hilarious and then the other one where i forgot his name but he's giving cpr the thing how long has it been been 20 seconds he goes oh whatever i'm calling it <laughs> like, oh, God, like i know i know some of the humor it's not for everybody, but the, I'm not going to lie and stand here and say some of those episodes are not iconic and stuff like that. So how do you go and just, uh, uh, you? they call it a reboot? Is this a reboot? Is this a, a retelling? Of course, what's going to put what's going to put asses in the couch? You know what I mean? What's going to get people to watch this? Reboot, a uh, 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 retelling, or spinoff? Like, what word do you have to attach to get these people to watch it? Because... This is one of those men, and and I can go as far as say that it's obviously it's not Friends. I think Friends is probably the most successful sitcom ever, ever, right? As far as just the the amount of people who know Friends, but The Office is up there where I was in shock like they wouldn't even touch this. And I, I and like you said, the Greg Daniels is going to return, and and that that's why I'm saying like how important is it to say is it a reboot, a retelling, or whatever? Especially with the showrunner returning, because does he have more to say? Is it going to take place in a modern setting? Is it going to, are people going to come back? Like, like what's going to happen? You know what I mean? So interesting to see. I, I saw a lot of the feedback. I saw a lot of the people and 
I want to say like 80, 80% of them were just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you don't touch something like this because again, it holds up. It holds up. It's funny. It, it, it stands the test of time. Like, is there any reason to remake this or reboot it? You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to go forward. And the other 20% were like, well, it's more of the office I'm in. But what makes the office, I don't care how damn good the story is, it's obviously the actors and the people, right? The people who you love make the show. You know, Steve Carell, uh, I remember the actor's name, Dwight, and then Jim. Uh, is that Pamela, I think, right, if I'm not mistaken? Again, I, again, I haven't, I only see him, like, maybe two episodes and a lot of the clips, and I think I pretty much know the names. But it, it, it's going to be interesting to see, going forward, more or less what the premise is going to be and what, what, just what the, what the overall scope of this show is going to be as well. Yeah, and I did read that it's not the first time that they try to do something with The Office, you know, a reboot or, you know, a sequel or stuff like that. I actually read that uh, back in 2008, they tried to make a... They, they, they tried to start a reboot of The, of the Office uh, with a... Uh, let's see what it says. A copy machine breaking. And they had to send it back to where they got it from in a place called Pawnee, Indiana. Well, if, you, if that sounds familiar, uh, Pawnee... And that whole that whole idea ended up turning into Parks and Rec, which ended up being a whole nother show. And it, it, it turned from like a reboot slash spin-off to like its own show completely that was hugely successful. And that one I've actually watched. Uh really? I I, I, I I enjoyed the hell out of Parks and Rec. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. That one is for me. The characters there uh are just something else. Uh What's his name? The guy that plays Star Lord actually got real big there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah, got huge, like blew up from there. Uh, so it, it it was a real good show. And again, just uh, it it kind of leaves me it, it leaves me very curious. I don't. I'm not against it. I just I'm curious as why since it's the same guy. If it was another guy, you know, you would think, ah, who is this guy? Like, he thinks he can he can make the show better. Like, nobody can do that. But if it's the same guy, like, what's going through his mind uh, with on this one? So, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious more than anything to see uh, where it ends up. Do they do, do they go sequel route? Does that mean that we'll be able to get some of the old favorites? Uh, do they replace them completely? Which, to me, that would get, like, the most backlash. That's probably the worst idea. Uh, I mean, or 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 do they just? Is it a completely different? Is it within the same universe, just a different place? Uh, where where does it go? You know, it, yeah. Possibilities are endless, but it being the same guy tells me there's a chance that it mm -hmm. could be something good. Maybe something I'll like, and maybe something that'll get me to watch the original. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's yeah, it's just a, it, it it was just like this weird announcement where it's like wow like i don't think we needed that but okay i'm, I'm down yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see for yeah, sure like, like you said the the uh the sentiment has kind of been a little shaky like no no and some people like the majority like saying no we didn't need this so like you said we'll see mm -hmm. uh the other thing i had for film this week was uh there was a new trailer for isa lopez's true detective night country I'm a huge True Detective fan. Uh, season two is still some, I mean, season one, I'm sorry, is still some of the best TV I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I'm still, I know Marcus is only exclusively watching One Piece, but like if there's anything that I can recommend to him to watch, I know we had like those challenge things going back 
going back a, a while. Uh, that's that is the one thing I want him to watch uh, from my recommendation. Like season one, right? Top, top, top stars, yeah. Season one, ten episodes, uh, and that one I, that one is big because that one does have. Uh, we were just talking about him. Uh, is it is it Colin Farrell in that one? No, that one is uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are the main Ooh, characters. Yeah, Woody. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they are top. It's a top tier show, man. That one. Uh, season two is okay. Uh, a little more, uh, a little crazier with pacing and stuff like that. Season three was a little confusing, but it's still good. Uh, not not you know those two are just hard to. It's hard to follow season one. This one seems like it has that potential. At least from the trailer that I've seen, it is going to have Jodie Foster is going to be the star. So that's big like that's a big name actress uh and just based on the uh based on the trailer it has those vibes of like that uh mystery like that and that uh, that magic that may be season one kind of encapsulated mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm really excited this is going to be releasing on hbo on january 14th so again true detective coming back in january super excited uh, the only other thing I had to mention as far as like what I'm watching right now uh, has been Ahsoka, which actually finishes up tomorrow. So I'm super bittersweet is the is the right word because super excited, but at the same time sad. Uh, it seems like it's lining itself up to set up either a film or maybe a trilogy of films. Uh, if you're familiar with Star Wars, you know about uh, some of the books that uh have that that this show that we're seeing you know play out is based on uh and you know kind of a little bit where it's going but uh you know it's great to see it in live action and it has been phenomenal uh for star wars fans at least that's the sentiment i see uh mostly around um theron wow awesome that's all i can say and one of the and one one of the new characters actually that I had never heard of. I don't. I think he's original. Actually, it's kind of like has kind of like stolen the show a little bit too, which is dope. <laughs> Ray Stevenson's character. Remember I told you about him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. So uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the only thing I've been watching or that I've been real real into lately. Uh, but anything else? Film, movies, TV. Anything yeah, you've seen? Anything that's caught your eye? No, that's, that's not my forte. <laughs> Granted, I will let you know when I watch a TV. I, I do watch a lot of movies, but lately I haven't seen anything. Uh, there has been some things that I picked that have caught my interest. What's it called? The one in the, I think it's called the Creator. It's called the Creator. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it the I, Creator? That new movie coming out? Yeah, that that one actually picked my interest, and I'm not sure when I'll watch it and stuff. But that's actually the only thing that I've been wanting to see in theaters. But other than that. Again, TV is very, you know, um, selective. This is the correct term for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, obviously when I get to it, I, you know, I get to it and y'all be the first to know. Yeah, so right now it's just the Eagles, huh? That's the only TV you're oh, watching. Football, basketball is gearing up. I know we're, uh, dude, you know what I, I don't know if this is on topic or not. It kind of is. It's, no, actually, no, it's not. It's our podcast. We can talk about what we want. Go. Um, <laughs> and I hate to admit it. But I came across Kevin Garnett telling a story about Tim Duncan on YouTube, and which is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And I always really enjoy listening to people talk about Tim Duncan. 
this stoic guy who's just not phased, who doesn't talk, and I don't know what. And then I saw this 20-minute video, bro, of this guy, and it was Boogie, it was Draymond Green, it was Kim Garnett, just like giving Tim Duncan his flowers, and I was cracking up, dude. Like, it's like, you know, you talk all this shit, and you see Tim Duncan, and he's just looking at you, and he's like, he's not saying anything, so what do you do? And then and then Kevin Garnett's like, it pisses me off. It, it upsets me every time he does that or what. And then Boogie's just like, and after I'm over here calling him, you know, I'm calling him names, I'm telling him what to do, and I look over my shoulder, and he's running down the court, and he's just he's just smiling. I said, what's he smiling at? He says, in the fourth in the fourth quarter, he proceeds to drop 16 on my head, 16 points in the fourth quarter. He goes, he had 20-20. He goes, I don't know about you. He says, well, that's a bad dude right there. <laughs> and I was dying, dude. I said, oh, my God. because I, He's one of those guys where I just love hearing his stories because his, like, his demeanor was just goaded, man. And, and Boogie says, I don't want to hear about any top five. Any top five that doesn't include Tim Duncan. I don't want to hear it. And we've always said, right, Tim Duncan is, is the greatest power forward to ever play the game. And they even said, he they even said he is the most criminally underrated superstar to ever play the game because he wasn't flashly. He didn't walk tall. He just went in there, did his business, won games, and that's it. And I was just like, yeah, like, like you know. That he doesn't get his flowers because of the, that publicity, right? But it was just it was just something that I saw earlier, and I kind of went down this rabbit hole. Uh, I guess it has to do with I guess video, so that's why I brought it up, right? But dude, it, it, they're funny, dude. Boogie's Boogie's hilarious. Yeah, and I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair. Uh, this is a fair place to talk about something like that because you know, with the rise of like more short form content like YouTube streams different things like that even you know videos you see post even things like TikTok and all that you know sometimes we don't have the time to sit down i'm gonna uh you know my show comes out at eight o'clock or i'm gonna sit down and dedicate this hour to sitting in front of my tv or 45 minutes 30 minutes whatever like you know sometimes that's just not for you or you got something to do or you rather be doing other things or multitasking or whatever so i think it's completely fair that within tv film you know, maybe we need to add short, short, you know, f more short form content of some kind on here because uh, I, I feel the same way. Uh, actually, this past week, uh, I actually watched something similar about uh, Jerry West and I actually shared it in our group chat uh, with between you, me and Cornelio. Uh, I actually got half of it. I was watching be it. Be because, you know, people always ask about like Jerry West, like the logo, you know, the logo. Everyone always talks about him being the logo and how good, how good was he really? And, you know, I, I consider myself like a little bit of a student of the NBA and I know some of the history, but that's one that I never really understood how good he was. And until I watched this last series, uh, this latest series, which has now have been, has been, has been finished and it's, it's not going to be a, uh, they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't order any more seasons, is uh, Showtime, the Lakers show. And, uh, you know, you see a portrayal of him there that he's, like, already at the end of his career. He's uh, coaching, now a GM for the Lakers. It's more about Irvin, uh, which is Magic Johnson, and, uh, and Kareem and, like, the new, the new age. You know, Larry Bird is now in the NBA, and all those guys are kind of running the show now. But uh, you, you see a lot of Jerry West in that show. And it got me curious. I was like, 
okay, who was this guy really like as a player? Because one of the deepest parts of that show is actually uh, Jerry West's story. And one of the best, most like the, the craziest scenes there is uh, Jerry Buss is insistent like on him being the coach and Jerry West says Jerry West like straight up after a while tells him like man I, I I'm not your coach like I ain't that guy he was like if I'm out there and if I was playing for you and if I was a player I could give you everything I could do anything you wanted but as a coach I can't like I'm not capable of that if I was on the court I could do it all but telling other teaching other people how to do it like, that's not something I can do. That's not in my skill set. And I was like, whoa, like this guy, that realization that he had and like being able to say that and admit all that, like that's not something just anyone could do. And that got me interested in it. So I watched that that uh, that little short film about him and stuff and how good really was he, you know, and I all I can say is I was blown away by how good and how hard he carried the Lakers the years that he was there. But well, you were still, saying, right? Like, like you still, were with bodies. Yeah, man, still and still the only player to ever win MVP on on a team that lost in the finals. And I know some people have their opinions about whether that should and ever happen, but holy crap, man, that guy deserved it. Uh, Bill Russell even had to give him props and say, you know, the Lakers, they, they mentioned it in the, in the little yeah, yeah, video. I, I, I he says the Lakers, the Lakers maybe never won a title, but Jerry West, that He's guy's a champion. A champion. Yeah. He said that guy's a champion. Like he like he deserves it. And he talks a little bit about that in the show, like winning his first title, uh, and how it felt and stuff like that. So that's interesting. The the one that kind of is akin to like Tim Duncan for you, like how you like watching that. The the rabbit hole I've been going down there is Larry Bird. I've been watching a lot oh, of videos man. about people saying their stories about Larry Bird. Oh, Larry Bird. Man, they're the so one, they're so good. They're so good because that guy was a trash talker, man. Oh, yeah. The coach used to show us all the videos on Larry Bird. And, like, in middle school, when I, we first started getting to basketball, Larry Bird was actually one of the one of the few. I just kept watching Larry Bird videos. I have Larry Bird videos. And they're always so entertaining because he'd walk in. All right, guys, who's getting in second? They're in the three-point contest. He's at three-point contest with his jacket on. doesn't even take it off because it's all too easy for him. And he was just automatic. Like, if, if he had the green light to shoot, all the shots he wanted, but obviously he was a team first guy. Who knows what he could have done? Larry Bird was something else, dude. Like that—that that was always fun to watch. Yeah, he was another really good part about that that show that I just watched, Showtime. And uh, one of the one of the latest videos I saw was Irving was talking about how one of the games where he was injured that he wasn't going to play against the Celtics, and that uh, Larry Bird walked over like because he was on the bench injured, right? So he was on the bench. And he said, "Oh, don't you worry, Irving." I'm going to put on a show for you tonight. And that he proceeded to score like 40, 50 points. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, just uh, that's another one that I've been loving. And this is a good place actually to start including some of the little short form stuff like we talked about here, YouTube and stuff like that. So I'm glad you brought it up. I, this kind of opens it up for me to throw some more stuff in here. Not necessarily all movies, TV, you know, uh -huh. sometimes, sometimes YouTube takes up our week, right? Yeah, no, so we'll watch a couple of YouTube videos here and there, uh, some content or whatever that somebody's creating and stuff. But that was one of the ones where I just saw that was just hilarious, dude. Tim Duncan just, he just looked at me, stone faced, didn't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> just I think I've, 20, 20, 15. <laughs> I, think, I think I've seen that one before, actually. 
And that would piss me off too. Some guy just looking at you like, yeah, man, that all you got? Like, yeah, I, it I, makes I, you, I, it makes you get in your own head. Like, what is he thinking? Like, <laughs> I care. I care what says. He goes, and he ever trash talk. He says when he talked, he talked to you in, in, in phrases, almost nice try. You got it. Next time. <laughs> Man, and then, that makes you want to kick his ass. Yeah, and, then, and then he goes, and then Boogie was talking, and Boogie says, "He's I was having a, I was having a good game, solid game, thirty points, all these things." And after I, I was, I was pumped. I was trash talking him, and as soon as, uh, I, as soon as I started trash talking, I saw him smile, and went, and he says, Duncan dropped eighteen points, sixteen points on him. He says, "And you know what he did at the end of the game? He came right up to me, tapped my ass, and says, good job, fella,' and he walked away." <laughs> And Boogie was like, it pissed me off. <laughs> Bro, because like, how do you like, how do you do it, dude? Like, it's it's, it's what funny, do you say bro. to that? Yeah. yeah, what do you say? He just got done getting murked by Tim Duncan. And again, this is this you're, you're going against Tim Duncan, you know, at the time. And and even then, oh, and then it comes to Stephen Jackson, and he's and he's saying he and Stephen Jackson saying he goes, you know, and and Tim Duncan, you know, he never say anything. Coach Coach Pop will be will be roasting him and, and telling him off and all these things and tim donkey just turn around and he'd just be like thanks for the motivation pop and he just walk away and then pop would chew my ass out he goes and i'm not about to say nothing because if tim donkey has to take it I, i'm not gonna I, i'm i have to take it you know what i mean it seems like he starts laughing he goes i'm not gonna i'm not if tim Duncan can handle it i can handle it too <laughs> it's funny dude like like just a respect for that guy man the the only spur i'll tolerate only spur all the ones go down no, I take that back. Tony Parker, he's also cool, for different reasons. No, I, I was a, I was a, as much as I hate to say it, I was a mono fan, man. That guy, the way he was able to make something out of nothing, I've always liked guys like that. So, Manu, Timmy, Sean Elliott too. Back in the day, I liked. So, yeah, insufferable as a commentator, but as a player, he was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean. I I was I always love li- listening to stories about NBA players and you know some of our heroes growing up and stuff like that and that Tim Duncan's a funny one I'm glad you that was a good shout yeah, yeah dude for real uh, hopping over to gaming uh, we did get a a little news article here about how it hasn't been confirmed but rumor is that we are going to be getting the Call of Duties on Game Pass and it's funny the way this came about. This all started because somebody, the word is, somebody in Brazil is the one that posted this, that he tried to buy one of the old Call of Duties. I think Black Ops 2 is what he was trying to purchase. And he got some kind of pop-up saying that, oh, this game is going to be coming to Game Pass. You're going to be getting it for free. So there's not been really any announcement or anything like that, but apparently the Call of Duty games are coming to Game Pass, which is awesome because... You know, they fixed the servers for the old games. They were kind of exploding there for a while. You know, from what I understand, there's still people playing them. Uh, Some of the campaigns are also hugely popular. So that's going to be cool. You know, for those people that love zombies, you'll be able to go back and play those if you're a Game Pass owner, uh, if you don't own them already. So uh, it seems I'm curious to see how far back or how how recent of Call of Duties they're going to be able to put on here because I'm not sure what it is that they worked out with uh, Sony and Nintendo 
about uh, you know having the latest Call of Duties on their consoles if there's some sort of agreement to uh, not include like the latest one on Game Pass or you know we might it might just show up there who knows that'll that'll sell a lot of Game Pass subscriptions oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so, and obviously so. Xbox has always tried to push out Game Pass as best as much as it can and you're telling me that you can play all the Call of Duties on Game Pass for you know what is it twenty bucks twenty bucks a month mm-hmm. so. That's huge news. Huge news for Game Pass. Uh, even if it's not the most recent one, like I think that's still big. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's a developing story. Again, no announce, no official announcement or anything like that yet. Just a little matter-of-fact thing that happened to somebody, and they, you know, shared it with everybody online, so it exploded. So, yeah. Uh, another thing with Game Pass 2 in the... In the news this week, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, formerly Facebook, has announced that Xbox Cloud Gaming will be playable on MetaQuest headsets starting this December. So another huge win for Game Pass. going to be coming to the MetaQuest headsets. So, I mean, yet another market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have really not messed with the, any of these like headsets or anything like that, but... I mean, if you look at the inner, if you can you can look up pictures and stuff like that of like the interface, and you things you can see things like Flight Simulator, Forza, Halo Infinite, Fortnite, Deathloop, you know, all kinds of games, Minecraft Dungeons, Sea of Thieves. So, I mean, Game Pass just keeps growing, and it just kind of seems like it's setting a new standard, right? Yeah. Uh, for the way people, the way companies distribute their games. Uh, you know, nowadays, it seems like, like it's kind of the dream. Like, uh, I, I hear it, I hear it real often when I listen to other podcasts and content creators and and stuff like that. Like that are either thinking of having kids or have kids. Like, oh, like I bought my kids an Xbox and I just got them Game Pass. Like they have all these games that they can play of all different kinds. Oh yeah. You know, so it's just uh, you know, growing up now having like it seems like Game Pass is like the way. You know. Mm-hmm. Even for us, like we're we still love Game Pass and we're we're grown. So yeah, and we, play, and we play games that we wouldn't normally play. I, there was a ton of games that I would not even bought, you know, or or played for that matter. And I still think of Beacon Pines, which is I adored that small. It was like a six minute little story. I adored it, loved it. Power Wash Simulator, uh, Park Your Car, and then uh, Gungeon. I played some games with my nephew and stuff like that. And and even games that I might have tried out eventually, but again, Senua and uh, um, what's the one? Rudy, Rudy's, Rudy's game, uh, Plague's Tale. Like, Plague's Tale. yeah, dude, I, I I've got my money's worth for sure, and I'll continue to be you know on that on that wagon. So if you don't got it, highly recommend it. Don't let all the other guys tell you you know there ain't shit because there's there's something there for everybody. Right on. Uh, last two things I have here for gaming before we get into a little bit more something we're going to get into is uh, there was an official trailer posted for Knights of the Old Republic remake, but they reportedly were made private. I didn't get to catch the trailer, but the rumor was that it was because of uh, what's it called? Uh, the rights to like some of the music that was on there. What's the word? Uh, Trademark? Copyright, copyright. It was some, because of copyright and stuff like that that it was taken down. I don't know. Some people were thinking it wasn't supposed to be uploaded. Then they started talking about the copyright thing. So who knows what it is? But 
there was a trailer up. Uh, I know that's a game that I've always heard talked about, about how it was like genre defining, uh, hugely successful. But uh, I never played it, but I am a huge Star Wars fan. So uh, I will be giving this a try if I have a way to play it. If it's just not like a PS5, uh, PS4 exclusive, uh, I will be giving it a shot on PC or if it comes to Xbox later. Uh, I know primarily it's supposed to launch on the PlayStation uh, ecosystem, so we'll see. We'll see where that goes there, and just uh, keep a lookout for that trailer coming back. Now, this thing I thought was particularly interesting because uh, I want to see how you feel about it. Uh, there's word that the producer of Baldur's Gate Three has joined Playground Games to work on the Xbox exclusive Fable. Now, I know you haven't gone that far into Baldur's Gate. I know you did buy it. Uh, but, wait, Baldur's Gate? Hmm? Hold on, hold on. Baldur's Gate is this one that, like, with the Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. That's the one, that's the one we're playing, yeah. There we I go, there we go. Yes, yes I, yeah. I had a little, a little bit of a pause there for a second. But <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't get that far into it because you've had some other stuff and you've been spread around. A little bit but with it being as hugely successful as it has been and with everybody loving it and stuff like that how do you feel about somebody from that game possibly taking some of those ideas or you know that mind going over to fable i know that's something you've been anticipating for a long time yeah Baldur's gate does have that top down the one thing that probably and i I, that's hard for us i know me and andrew because we never played a Baldur's gate three it was the combat system. Fable being that action-adventure RPG, and, you know, you do have a couple aspects in your power, you know, your swords, and you get it from items and stuff like that. That lends itself to be a lot more, and a lot easier medium to kind of get into as far as the combat system is concerned. But if you're talking about just the scope of the consequences, the dialogue, just interaction, like, shoot, man. Uh, I'm all for it. I don't know in, in, in what capacity, he's going to be working on or, or overseeing or doing what, but if you're, t- if you're going to be talking about just, just getting this guy and just giving the okay of what works in terms of transaction uh, uh, interactions and what doesn't like, it's already a great step for fable. Now keep in mind when it came to fable, one of my, one of my favorite things was always has always been the morality system. Basically the consequence, the, the, the consequences of your actions make you good, make you bad. Right. Very similar to Baldur's Gate. You go in, if, if you kill a villager, guess what? You're going to be hated or whatever. If you're good, people are going to treat you, treat you nicely. In Fable, if you're bad, well, you grow horns, people are scared of you and you, you can steal. You're just a bad person. You can do whatever you want without consequence. You're bad, but people just won't like you. And you're good. Obviously, you don't break the law, and then you you get become a halo and stuff like you like you get a little halo and you look all nice and stuff like that. So, I think it's huge. And again, if the core mechanic, you know, dialogue, consequence system, morality system, if that stays in place, the biggest difference will be the combat system, which I think is enough in this case to to basically differentiate them. By all means, dude. I'm I'm pumped. I, I saw this and I said, hell yes. Playground games make everything look super nice and pretty. And you're, you're telling me this, just one dude from Baldur's Gate 3 is just going to oversee stuff just to kind of give me an okay? Oh, man. Like, that that gives me, that that that's awesome. So I'm even more excited for Fable 3. I've been, I mean, Fable 4, can't wait. I just hope a lot of the, what, what, what made Fable 
charming was the dialogue and the basically the shit talking from these characters like you know they'd call out each other names and you know you're able to do all kinds of things and you you were given some freedoms and stuff like that so i'm hoping that fable will keep you on the right track not go too crazy you know if you follow the main story there's gonna be side quests and all that good stuff you know what what's also daunting about Baldur's gate is just like there's no real like like they don't hold your hand at all like you're just you're going you're you're having an adventure and again which i found very appealing because i'm just you just do things don't look anything up just go do it because you're gonna have a grand old time so i'm i'm pumped for this that's that was a very good very good piece of news yeah i haven't played Baldur's gate at all myself but uh you know i've i have watched quite a few streams some of the things are real interesting. I know one of the most appealing things to me was like the class system and the different ways that you can play the game. Uh, if any semblance of that is brought to Fable, like, and like you said, some of the things with Fable that were always very appealing to you was like the interactions, uh, the little lore stuff within the universe and stuff like that. I know there was some questions and some reservations that were brought about with like the latest uh, trailer that they showed us going a little bit more like into the whole the you know fable stuff like what i mean is like jack and the beanstalk and that kind of fable-esque stuff uh but if they were to if they were to couple that up with like a lot of interactions and lore and you know uh dialogue very heavy with dialogue and all that kind of stuff like that sounds awesome oh yeah and it's gonna it's gonna be appealing i would just hope not all the characters but again jack of blades they he never saw he was just a, a, a mystery and again they had no problem going year 100 years 200 years bringing back whomever but the jack of blades was always a character who was very appealing for part one even if they bring back just a couple of things here and there i think that'd be real cool or at least you know something so I, i'm excited nonetheless like I, i'm i'm really excited to see what we're gonna get yeah, to be honest, any with, with how hugely su- successful Fable was back in the day, and then you add a little piece of the you know a, a a mind from something that more recent that is potentially a game of the year candidate. You know, I mean, I I think that's a win. Yeah, right. I agree. So, Hell yeah, exciting. So, right on. RPGs are RPGs, right? That's they mm-hmm. work. Uh, so last thing we'll get into a little bit here, uh, and I'd save this for last because I think we'll have different little things to go over. Uh, and I'm going to kind of, once we finish it up, I'm going to transition it into something else. Uh, Overwatch, we talked a little bit last week about uh, some of the leaks and stuff like that that we saw. Uh, we did have the Overwatch League finished up yesterday, which huge congratulations out to the Florida Mayhem. I'm a big Overwatch League fan. I have been since I started playing Overwatch again. Uh, so I've been watching since season two, uh, and it seems like it's kind of a wrap for the Overwatch League. I think they confirmed today. They didn't confirm how it's going to be changed, but there is going to be changes coming to like the pro Overwatch format and how they're going to be playing it and stuff like that. So Overwatch League, like as it is for now, is kind of over. Uh, I was mistaken in that I thought maybe we would get a sneak peek of like what was coming next uh for overwatch season it's gonna be what season seven we're coming up on season seven in a few days mm-hmm. uh and the only thing we did get to see yesterday that they did show was the new map the samoa map let me see what was it did it have 
did it have a name? I think they were called. They were called something. I, I don't remember what they were called, but it, it, it's based on Samoa, which has led us to believe like, oh, okay, well, if the new map is Samoan. Maybe the new tank we're going to be getting, not this season, but next, will also be Samoan. And it's somebody that we've seen for a while. We know of his lore a little bit. Ooh, I was actually ah. ex explaining it to Omar uh, yesterday of who he is and stuff like that, and that I was hoping to see him yesterday. Didn't, did not see him. But within the map, you do see some of his, you see what is essentially his room because you see a shirt that is recognizable that you see him wearing in other lore photos, uh, which I'm sure you were about to say we expected him last year. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of swerved us. So are they going to swerve us again or are they going to give us Mauga, the, you know, quote unquote brother figure to Batiste? Uh, within the talent organization, if you're familiar with Overwatch lore, uh, but yeah, we had that we had that announcement uh, today. We had a little bit of a tease for what the new uh, what do you call it uh, crossover event is going to be. They were talking about a crossover event coming this coming season, and with that leak, we kind of had an idea what it was going to be, but then it was confirmed today in like a little trailer. And uh, that's what kind of led to my little so, uh, part of my intro, uh, the Lilith Lover, calling Marcus at, uh, <laughs> because he texted me today like, bro, I never thought I would be like all about Mora, <laughs> because Mora is in fact going to be getting a Lilith skin. Of all characters, which, which fits, which fits nonetheless. And it's funny because I've, I've never, con I've never, to this day, I would not say I'm a support main. But as of right now on Overwatch, support is my highest rank out of tank and DPS. And my main support, I don't, I've only ever played with, with three of them. I played as Moira, Kiriko, and Ana. And strangely enough, Moira and Kiriko, right? They're basically my top two played. But even more strangely enough, Moira is number one played by a wide margin. Wide margin. I'm, I'm playing Moira. Just, I'm, I'm comfortable. She has mass healing. It's very easy to heal. Very easy for me to go from point A to point B and just kind of mass heal. And especially when Rico's tank, because I'm going to focus Rico and Omar plays DPS, whatever. It's very easy for me to, to heal them. And then when I ult, I, I don't ult to kill. I ult to, all right, Rico, I, I'm behind you. Rico, get in there and I'll just keep Rico alive for the you know, duration or whatever. And, and I pay, I, like Mora, I guess in this case, would be my support main, you know, whether I like it or not. Just because okay. she's the one I... That what? TikTok. Yeah, man. Rico says I'm TikTok. I'm not TikTok tomorrow. I take offense to that. I, I heal first. First and foremost, heal, heal, heal. The only time I'll usually... deep Not even... Not the only time, but I'll DPS when I, when I run out of steam. When I, need to, I need to get more energy, but... Or, or when somebody's close to dying, I'll do it again, right? But again, I'm always trying to keep my ticks alive. I'm usually good about going in and out. So when she got that Lilith skin, and mind you, when Diablo 4 came out, Lilith... Well, I was just enthralled, and I don't know if it's just you know, the 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 way they look or what, but I thought she looked amazing. And then for more to be getting this equally awesome looking skin, I said, "Damn, this is awesome!" So I'm yeah, excited. And, and I'm not I'm not too big of a moral person myself, but I'm actually very glad that they gave it to her because I actually feel like she's one of the ones that has like a weaker set of skins. Oh yeah, uh, sure. I'm not I'm not too big of a fan. I know this latest Overwatch. Uh, league skin that they gave her was like that's probably my favorite that she's ever gotten and then now she's getting a little skin like i'm i'm glad she's getting some love uh so good for her good for the mora players uh something else we did see we did get a little bit of a better look at the new hanzo skin 
Uh, it just flashed across the screen yesterday uh, during one of the Overwatch League matches. Uh, there was also a little bit of a a little bit of a roll by of uh, Hammond, aka Wrecking Ball. So that's another skin yeah. that Marcus is probably going to be mm-hmm. on. We didn't get anything other than like he rolled by, so no it really uh, looks like no stills or nothing like that yet. But uh, we'll see if they kind of make him into a little bit of a demon, right? Once he pops out of the ball or whatever, so he's gonna look it, cool. It, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And uh, the other thing I did see, I, I was mistaken about them showing Mauga yesterday, but I think it is confirmed that they are gonna be showing the next tank at BlizzCon. So we'll be waiting for BlizzCon, which is I think next month, right? Let me okay. check real quick. But I know we are supposed to be getting the World Cup. Yeah, let's see. BlizzCon is going to be November 3rd through 4th. We're gonna, they're going to be having a whole bunch of events. You know, They're going to be having some Diablo stuff and some Warcraft stuff. Uh, but we are going to get the Overwatch World Cup where it's going to be you know, all the countries against each other that have already qualified for that event. Uh, we also should be expecting that special Sojourn skin that they were talking about that's going to go to like fund the winners of uh, the World Cup. And we are going to be officially, it's announced that we're going to be meeting the new tank hero at BlizzCon. So we'll have to wait another, another month for that. That's going to be again November 3rd. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other things you want to mention about Overwatch? Are you excited for some of the changes coming? Which changes exactly? Uh, well, yeah, but the, the changes the changes in terms of like you said changes automatically I thought of buffs and nerfs. I said what changes am I missing? <laughs> or do you mean changes as in oh the new season coming up, the character, the maps? Is that what you meant? Or did you mean like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I meant more like some of the changes, you know, we're gonna be getting a new map. I don't know if oh, you've seen okay. it. I don't know if you've seen it at yeah, all yet, yeah. but I should I should have been more specific. <laughs> because yeah, as, yeah. because as as far as I know, I, I haven't seen anything about like buffs or nerfs i know yeah, yeah. there are some I that are it. supposed to be getting some changes but uh i know we are expecting somber rework roadhog re- rework uh i anticipate they might do another little something to orissa and zarya maybe buff up some of the other characters uh but yeah we're gonna be not this coming season but next season we're gonna be ramping up for a new hero so that's probably a little bit further on the way we won't be getting into that yet uh what else can I mention here? Inter- you know, it's something interesting too. Yesterday, uh, the hero, the two heroes that won the World Cup, I mean the Overwatch League, essentially, the tank heroes, were Sigma and Reinhardt. There was all this talk about Zarya was going to be it. Zarya was super uber powerful. Arissa is the other one right next to her. And it ended up being Sigma and Reinhardt that won it all. Good. Which was Which I was actually really happy. Like... I'm a Sigma guy, and, you know, I don't know anyone that doesn't love Reinhardt, too. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, was, I was happy that it was different. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a combination of, like, Sigma, Rein, because uh, the Florida Mayhem's tank, which is, he's the first one ever of the six seasons, uh, a tank player to win MVP because of his versatility. He's able to switch and play any tank, pretty much. That, that's what was amazing about him all year. And that's why he won MVP, because he could do it all and at a very high level. He was probably top three, top four in every tank mm. uh, across the board. So uh, that, you know, rightfully so, he won MVP yesterday. Congratulations to him. Uh, and 
if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Sigma, Ryan, and then the DPS were either playing. Uh, it was May, Bastion, and the supports were, I think, Bap or Anna, and then Lucio. It always blows my mind that it's always Lucio. Lucio's always there. Like when it comes to Overwatch League, just because with when you have a team that knows exactly what they're doing, is in sync with each other, like that that speed of being able to engage and disengage like together, like it it's unbeatable, dude. It's crazy. Mm. So I got on today and played Lucio uh, a little earlier and then nobody really wanted to play as a team, so I was like, Wow, it's not quite the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm I end up just beating one person. Uh, but yeah, it was really exciting. And uh, I said that I was going to kind of transition this into something else. Uh, at the very end, the casting team and the Overwatch League desk, you know, the analysts and stuff like that, kind of had this big, heartfelt, uh, what was essentially like a goodbye. And it was super emotional. Uh, it got me emotional, not going to lie, like with the last couple of seasons that I've watched Overwatch League. And... Uh, they showed like a little montage of like a lot of the crazy things that have happened in Overwatch League, uh, game gameplay, some of the stuff that the analysts and casters have done for fun, and uh, things like that. So uh, I wanted to give them, you know, the the analysts, the casters, the teams, the players, and uh, even the people that work on production, like the hero of the week for me, just because uh, it's been huge for me over the last couple of years. So, like I said, I started watching in season two, probably about midway. And uh, I've watched five seasons. I didn't watch the first one, but I watched like maybe, I guess, four and a half seasons, mm-hmm. I would say. So, uh, yeah, that was that was huge. And that was big. And there's been like this big sentiment of all the people that have watched Overwatch League uh, over the years that, you know, it's just like a huge community that's uh, seems like we're all going to move forward into whatever Overwatch competitive becomes from now on. Uh, so, yeah, the heroes of the week are everyone and anyone within the Overwatch League. What do you think uh, happens to Overwatch, like the league? It like- it seems it seems the rumor right now is that they're going to run a little bit more like uh, Apex uh, or Valorant and stuff like that, which I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like if it's gonna be like teams, like there's there's like those big teams that do like the Call of Duty League and stuff like that, but. Uh, it's it they're they're for sure just gonna go away from the from the format of like a city you know we had the dallas fuel we had the florida mayhem the houston outlaws but uh i don't know i think that that was good in a way that they could that that they were like you had like a home team you know what i mean like there was that like like kind of lending itself to like some sports kind of thing but it didn't it didn't hit i don't think like it like it could if you watch like a group of content creators and they're associated with a certain org or whatever uh you know the phases the optics the gen g's uh stuff like that i would imagine that they're probably going to start to compete under maybe those teams mm-hmm. in some way or another uh there's rumors that there is going to be like a separate entity that is going to run Overwatch in Korea, 
and then possibly going to run there's going to be another entity that's going to run professional overwatch tournaments or that's going to organize everything with, here within the u.s uh and then i'm not sure if eu will get its own thing or if they'll participate in either one of the leagues or something like that if they're just going to send teams or i'm not 100 percent sure how it's going to work but there's something like already being worked on from yeah. from what i hear from people that are insiders uh they just haven't been clear about what exactly it's going to run like but uh yeah overwatch league for as big as it was for as easy it was to follow and stuff like that it had its issues one of the big ones being you know monetary and and uh you know, Overwatch as it in itself is kind of a complex game. You know, you under, you can understand the concept of, uh, you know, these guys do a lot of damage. This guy tanks a lot of damage, protects the team. These guys uh, are supposed to be the quote-unquote healers. I know support players hate that term. But, uh, you know, once you get into the nuance of it, like, why why has this tank not used this ability? Why is the is why has this support player not used his sleep? What is he waiting for? And there's there's answers to all those questions, but unless you're super into the game, you won't understand some of like the very, very small things that people wait. Like, you know, I'm gonna save my rock because I know Reaper is about to ult. So I'm gonna try to use I'm gonna try and save my my rock, my accretion, and use it on him. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like you're like you're you're a diva player. You know, I don't want to burn all my matrix because I know they have a McCree. I know he's top right. I know he has dead eye. I'm gonna save it, and then when I use it, or when he uses it, when I hear that that uh, call out, I'm gonna fly to him. I'm gonna matrix it. I'm gonna save my team. Uh, so yeah, I think part of it too with the with the monetary and the viewership thing is that it is kind of a complex game, and it's not real easy to follow unless you're familiar with the game. It's not as simple as some other ones where it's just like, oh, shoot them in the head before they shoot you in the head and you win, you know? Mm. Uh, but I'm very curious. It seems like a lot of people are excited about uh, what's coming because they think it's going to be a little more successful or they, ha they think it has a chance to be more successful because you see, you know, the League of Legends stuff, you see the Apex stuff, you see the... Uh, Valorant stuff. Now CSGO 2 just came out, so I'm sure that's going to be a huge success. Uh, they want to kind of move a little bit towards that format instead of this, uh, which was uh, complicated at times. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah. I, honestly, I have no idea, but I'm just, I, I just hope that it keeps going and that I'm going to get to see a lot of the players that I enjoy watching uh, play more. Because it's a game that I'm going to continue to play because, I honestly, I love Overwatch, dude. Right on. So, right on. Anything else? Gaming? Or no. miscellaneous? That's, that's it for me. What other YouTube videos did you watch this week? Uh, what else did I watch this week? Nothing much. I, 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 have, I have been watching like um, just top personal people's personal lists. Not necessarily like, oh, the top 25 greatest games or whatever. Like I've, I've come across just lists and videos of people um what is it uh telling their top 25 games of all time like their and that they've enjoyed so like, yeah so i was like huh what would my top 25 games be and i, I don't know if we ever did a, a list like that i know we've done like by um what you call it by we did music by era right before mm -hmm. the 2000 after 2000 but i don't know if we ever actually sat down and done 
a top 20 list of like of your all-time favorite video games you know what i mean yeah yeah that, that'll, that'll be something cool going forward yeah I, I, again they don't have to be in, in any particular order right but i just i was thinking about i was like man like I, I wonder how you know versatile or like variety how much variety my list would have zelda one zelda two Ocarina yeah. time your mask <laughs> nah i'd be fair obviously we'd have to come up with some stipulation uh, right yeah, well, well, I mean, the stipulation would be like it just has to be all different colors of the rainbow, which would be red, <laughs> blue, yellow, silver, gold, <laughs> hard gold, so silver. Yeah. Fire red, leaf green, black white. <laughs> well, black yeah. white is not a rainbow, right? But you get my drift. Yeah. So, yeah, that that would be interesting. I know. I know. Uh, we kind of came up with this idea the other day, or this idea kind of hit us the other day about, uh, we were talking about uh, anime and what the top, uh, what the top like anime is because IGN, I think, put something out. And I was thinking, you know, it's, uh, it's weird how there's anime out there that are considered hugely successful. They can give these ratings or they can tell you this, that, or the other. But somehow or another, there's usually something about them that turns people off. Whether it's writing, characters, uh, story, uh, whatever it is, pacing. Uh, and I kind of, it kind of made me think like that would be something interesting to get into. Like, what watch, are the watch, yeah, watch or, or look at that list and kind of go down the line and say, okay, why would somebody not watch this one? Oh yeah, like <laughs> it'd be a very like Break a that down. Hunter Hunter, Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero. You you would take obviously the popular and the top anime, Full Metal Alchemist, Cowboy Bebop. You know what I mean? Like you would take those ones yeah. that are always up there. Because it's easy to say that about like ones that are not successful, right? Some of those yeah. niche anime that people not a lot of people watch. But for the ones that a lot of people watch, what are the shortcomings or what holds it back from being that perfect anime or you know, what, what is it about it that didn't strike us or that maybe we think like, oh, maybe more people would watch it if it didn't have this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to be one of the discussions. I know we haven't done, done a discussion in a while, but uh, I think we're going to be hopefully getting back uh, to that schedule of trying to do a discussion per week. I know we do still have a podcast that we're going to try and do with uh, one of our guests Oh, I need to get back in contact with him. I have a second discussion probably for us to do as well. And then, well, now that you're talking about this at video games, like it would be a perfect time to get into that too. Uh, and kind of see, I don't know if that would be something better for us to do together, where like you give five, I give five, or you give 10, I give 10. Or if we're going to go a little bit longer form and go into detail, maybe it needs to be one episode of your top 10 and one episode of my top 10. Yeah. Yeah, that way, that way, that way. When I give mine, everybody can be like, "Oh, wow, what a giga chat! That's amazing! What a list!" And then when yours comes up, we can all laugh and say, "Oh, yeah, whatever." Like, <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, at this point, I'm gonna have to throw One Piece in there in the top ten just because of the, you know, I, I, I love One Piece too. Like, I, I'm, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, know? the live action was good, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get yeah. more to that. I'm always down for anime uh, discussion. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. It's been uh, it was a good week. You know, a li- like Marcus said, uh, a day later than we're used to recording. But you know, it's out there. We got our news, uh, some good news, some interesting news. 
But I think that's it for us, right? Yeah, that's everything. Um, are we ready to? We're gonna yeah, take us out. All right. Well, last week we did go over. Uh, I think Microsoft had that big leak, right? That we were laughing about. Uh, just Phil Spencer saying he wants to buy Nintendo and stuff like that. So, if you want to hear more on our thoughts on the big Microsoft leak last week, we covered some anime stuff that was coming out and the NBA coming to HBO Max. Could listen to last week's podcast, and we hope you enjoy that one. But otherwise. Thank you for thank you all for listening again. Shout out to Cornelio and his and his baby Elise. Happy birthday again! And you guys have a good night. Thank you for listening. Later.